Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm Nerd. I'm Captain Mizzy. <laughs> John is off tonight. He needed a good resting and relaxing day, so he is taking the night off. So we're going to hang out together with us three. Um, also, don't forget, we have some cool stuff coming in. If you are a Patreon subscriber or a Twitch subscriber, you will be getting an episode of Pass the Paint Water this week. Um, and it is free of charge just because you subscribed. But it will be one of the things that are only for people that subscribe to channels and provide us with a little extra cash to keep our podcast running. Um, we had to do a uh, pretty big, I wouldn't say purchase, but a we had to pay some fees to uh, get things rolling and running differently on this side. So we're trying to get more money in. We're not broke. Technically, we've got money and everything's okay. So everybody doesn't have to worry about it. (laughs) We're just trying to get more things like we want to pay an artist to do some um, cool things for us. But, you know, we believe in paying artists. So we just have to get the money to do that. Um, So it'll be a little bit before we can do that because we want to do some more icons and, you know, all that stuff. So just going to have to wait. Um, today's episode, uh, this is episode 272, we're going to be talking about what happens if you do no-shows, not only just for RPGs, but if you have no-shows at, like, gaming, uh, like people said, you're going to have, like, 10 people show up to, you know, a tournament, um, or, you know, at a convention, uh, that's also a thing if you're running, like, an RPG at a convention, you have no-shows at the convention, how long you should wait before you put everybody, you know, let other people come in, um, especially if they've paid or not paid, um, and how do you add people in once something has started? Um, and what happens when their campaign has started and someone can't show for the day? Um, what to do on that end? And this is all inspired by events that happened this week. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking yeah. about this. Um, but this all, this all can go in with the topic we'll cover anything from RPGs to tournaments to conventions, you know. So on and so forth. So it'll cover every aspect. So other than that, um, before we get started, let's go and get to the business. We want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our channel and bringing out all the cool things and letting us uh, bring you to the masses. I want to thank Parabellum War Games, the makers of Conquest. If you want to get into Conquest or you just want some cool miniatures, you can also use our uh, affiliate link and go down there and get some really cool stuff. We want to thank Turbo Dork, makers of awesome, awesome um, metallic paints and turbo shifting paints. Also, the new, can everybody show it up? Everybody can show them up. Because I know everybody's got them. Ready? One, two, three. Doo, 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 doo. They're silicone oh. palettes. Look at everybody's just kind of slacking off. Um, I have the old ones and it's dirty. Yeah. But I have my I've new been one. I've using this sucker. Yeah. No, V, he did not. I did not warn him. Um, they're new silicone palettes, uh, and Mizzy has the old ones, but not a big deal. Um, I don't need new stuff. <laughs> I can make old stuff work just fine. Um, they're awesome. Uh, don't forget, you can get them on there. We'll probably be giving away a, another gift certificate from them pretty soon, so be on the lookout. Um, we want to thank Midnight Heroes. Uh, Midnight Heroes are making a chibi uh miniature maker they also have a game called dual fates where you play with chibi miniatures it's a miniature combat game also i received the final picture of the 
limited edition Warfare Weekend chibi model based on the Mercenary House, um, which will be used in uh, the game and sold at Warfare Weekend, uh, named by Captain Mizzy herself. Um, Super excited. Got to name the model. Um, the pirate named the pirate. Yep. <laughs> Our mercenary model is a Caribbean-based pirate. Um, so um, you'll be able to see that. And uh, you'll be able to buy it at the convention and also uh, online for limited time type stuff. Um, so well, I'll be doing a post on that on uh, Warfare Weekend probably sometime this week. Um, and possibly have one printed up for me pretty soon. Uh, and I can show the actual model off, but I want to have, I want to have a physical copy before I show the, 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 the stuff out, but there'll be that and it'll be specific to Warfare Weekend. Um, did I miss anybody? Oh, Creature Caster. Hell. Oh, yeah. Creature, Creature Caster. Caster. <laughs> on our break. I went and got their mushroom terrain available on their My Mini Factory. So these are the mushroom trees. Yes. They have, uh, for people that play Judgment, uh, they brought out a mushroom theme based terrain uh, that you can use with Judgment. Uh, and they're pre supported, ready to go. Uh, and actually, it was really good. It took me, everything printed out very well. Uh, didn't have an issue with it. Um, so tried and true and tested. Um, you have to print out a lot of terrain, though. Mushroom pillar? Yep. Yee! And stuff. But okay. it came out really well. Um, Captain Maisie has now her her own terrain now. <laughs> yes. For Judgment. Uh, they also do uh, the 5th edition uh, modules that you, if you're in the chat, you can see they got 5th edition of the World of Reclamation, which is their own 5th edition world. Um, with 3D minis to go with each uh, module every month. Um, and and then, they will be having some games at Warfare Weekend as well. Yeah, they're running three of their modules nice. at Warfare Weekend with miniatures um, and such. So people can play with those. Um, and, of course, Creature Caster with all of their awesome miniatures. And the paint line, the Cuttlefish Colors. Um, if you haven't tried those out, you should. They're pretty damn good. Um, I think I got everybody this time. Okay, I think so too. <laughs> I think I got I lost everybody. Count. I was um, like running it back through. That sounds right. Guys, you're gonna have to give me. Uh, I apologize if you hear me sniffling. My allergies are so out of whack right now. Um, so I'm trying to take some meds and get it under control. But other than that, um, let's get. Do we have any shoutouts this week? I am not recalling any off I the top of my head. Not that I'm I didn't hear about anything. No, uh, we're gonna give a shout out to the uh, the writer strike, telling them uh, stay strong, and uh, fuck all those people that are trying to be scabs and do whatever. Um, these people need to be paid, just like anything else. Um, so we're, we'll 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 send one back for them. Um, I don't think anything else. I didn't hear anybody, anybody, not that you nobody know, did. It's just, you know, a little bit different. Um, let's get to the real business. Catch Maisie, what are you drinking? Uh, kiwi strawberry water because I get to start new medication today. <laughs> I've been waiting months and I finally got into the right doctor. 
<laughs> Yay! I'm happy for you. I'm very excited. Maybe I'll get to sleep again. <laughs> Nerd, what's uh, on your drink of choice? I've got Wicked Grove uh, Caramel Apple Hard Cider from Aldi. I was just, I was there picking up some other stuff, saw that, and went, okay, I'll give it a try. Nice. <laughs> Not bad. Very nice. I like All it. Right. That's good. I've never been a cider drinker. There's just something about it. I'm just like, mm. Mm, I love ciders. But I grew up near nearish an orchard, so. That checks. Um, yeah. Being that I'm on medication, uh, mostly Sudafeds and stuff like that. <laughs> Little tiny moth decided to just what? He's like, I want to be famous. <laughs> They're just two seconds of fame. Uh, I will be drinking water tonight um, because I'm trying to get over this my allergies right now. So uh, having a good time with that, um, guys. <clears throat> we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. Um, if you're, you know, joining us on anything. Um, Officially, unofficially, all four of us have a copy of Baldur's Gate now. So you might hear an episode of Passive Paint Water where we're playing Baldur's Gate as a group. Um, so we might hear about that. We have to do some more testing on someone's machine just to make sure that they can play without, you know, it freaking out. Um, the whole thing. But make sure you take care of yourself out there, guys. Um, like we always say, if you see something, say something. Sorry, V, you can't. Just, you can't. You can't Not play. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> yet. Yet is a key word there. Yet. We're testing some stuff out still. Um, like I said, guys, if you see something, say something. If you hear something, say something. If you can do something, do something. But please watch out for each other. Please take care of each other. Cheers. 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 Yum. Should have got a straw. Oh well. <laughs> Chugging's fine. <laughs> uh, we're trying to get uh, Captain Mizzy's computer to play it. Uh, may run a little slow or may run with. We have to test the graphics out. It's not the best machine, but it's a free machine. But it's better than what I had. <laughs> yes. Which was nothing. Yay, so. upgrade! So. We'll be doing that. We may do some passive paint waters where we play um, Baldur's Gate and such and have a good time. I may play something different since I'm playing a paladin now. Um, let me go over to the paint. And, of course, the camera's not working. Yay. Didn't you say you were testing that? It tested it and it went through. It just didn't like me this time. May have to switch something. Hold on. There's like a weird thing with the properties on this. I, I swear that I'm just bad luck for <laughs> for, for, for take issues for streams. There we I'm go. Just like, oh, camera goes down. Must be nerd. Must be nerd. Oh, and Missy's. We can, we can blame me this time. It's fine. I had I had to completely reset up my my station <laughs> in the pre pre ramble. In the pre pre ramble. Because things. Because things work. Hopefully. Um, how are we looking on stream, folks? Because I've got a spinning circle of death. 
Okay. Uh, it looks fine oh, to I me. I see it. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Let me switch this over. Do 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 cameraman. Um, gonna show off. Um. So I finished him. Is he showing up okay? Oh, he's out of focus. Bell man. He's out of focus. Nice and pussy and green and yucky. But with a little bit of cool color on him, just to make him stand out. And mushrooms. And shrooms. So, he's done. Ready for the table. Um, Going to be working on Kane. Um... Kane is a dick. Yes. <laughs> Fuck Kane. And really, I know nothing. Kane, pretty much, he's just really, really good at beating people up. Is all. Kane runs up and beats your ass, and then teleports away to safety. He's an asshole. Yeah, he does Fuck do Kane. that. Fuck <laughs> Kane. Don't play judgment. Um, I, I'm playing the kind of like the demons of. Uh, the world and uh, all of my things are demon based except for one uh, one model that I'm playing and Kane is a melee guy and he just runs up beats up something and then runs away he's chicken shit like that um, he's responsible for many deaths yeah cause he actually many can he can, he, he can run up attack everything in a big old circle and then teleport away and it's just annoying if he has enough ability to do everything and and steals monster kills from he does not steal monster people you just got to learn to make sure that when you attack the monster you kill the monster i need to make better dice rolls which <laughs> is my problem consistently with all of my games thank you type of stuff but ooh my chair's way too high Alright. Kane is a little bit blurry. Alright. I like the colors you've got going so far. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna dry brush all of this with a white just to make it pop a little bit, and then the skull's a little bit of white. Um, and then that's pretty much gonna be the base because there's nothing on here but rock and skulls. Gotcha. So. There's not. I'm not going to do much on the base. The skin, I'm going to have to do, you know, there's going to be highlighting the red up. And then uh, the loincloth is going to be uh, probably purple. But the sword is going to be black. Uh, and the runes are going to be probably green. Uh, glowy green. So, so for the time being, I'm just going to dry brush up the rocks and the skulls. Just to make everything kind of pop and stand out and such but nothing big just want to get it these are i'm, I'm not you these are not going to go into a competition i just want them good tabletop quality type thing so not a big deal type stuff but uh so let's go ahead and talk about um no shows so, Nerd, why don't you go ahead and talk about what happened with you, and we can build from there. 
Oh boy. So she panics. <laughs> Thanks, Missy. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, I, I, I do it with love. I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I have been working for months now building a campaign. Um I've had a lot of ups and downs with this campaign already, losing my first Codium, then finding a new Codium who then ended up taking a job so where they can only help me write and building counters, uh, but they can't attend sessions. Then I had, I have two parties. Uh, they're, they're that I'm doing on alternating weeks. First group went fine. Everybody showed up. Like, they had all been previous players. Um, my second group, I had two players drop out the day before our session zero and another one that still hadn't, uh, like, committed or not. They had been very wishy-washy with me. And so I panicked going, okay, I need to get... I, I need to know what to get ready. I need to help. I need to have characters built. What am I going to do? I do not. I, I don't want to have like a two, possibly two person party. Like I had lost of the five players in that group up of upwards of three of them. I didn't know. <laughs> so, I would have panicked too. Yeah, I panicked. <laughs> yeah. But then you so... came to the right people. Yeah, then I, 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 I vented to the people who, who I thought would listen and understand what I was panicking about. And then Mizzy, thankfully, uh, joined my campaign and is going to be playing. <laughs> so my only problem is that I forgot that you stream your games. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to play. It's, it's going to be voice you... only. That helps. Yes. But you stream your games. So I'm like, well, shit, I got to get comfortable real quick. <laughs> That's, well, the, the yeah. cool part about all of this is you had mentioned, you know, that you needed someone and, you know, blah, blah, blah to do this. And I was like, I started asking questions. But the thing is, is what Mizzy is hinting at is I was asking the questions because I was setting Mizzy up to join you. Because I know what he does, and I know his system. He asks the questions, and then I, I'm I'm in my you own. You get voluntold. Yes. <laughs> so I, I I texted him separately, and I was like, "Are you thinking about joining Nerd's campaign?" And he said, "You are." Son of a bitch! <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I wouldn't have the time. But I was like, mm, Captain Mizzy likes to role play and likes to have fun. Uh, yeah, Captain Mizzy, you're going to join. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's fun. I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah, no, it'll it'll relax pretty quick. And believe me, there's plenty of other strong role players in the group. I'm not too worried. You do not need to feel like you need to outdo anybody. Like, it, be as... Do whatever is comfortable to you. Oh, no, no. She she, she knows oh. that. And she's going to have a good time. She just was kind of like, God damn it, Gonzo. <laughs> like, I, like I said, kind of in, in the pre-ramble, it was a moving train headed straight for me. And I saw it coming and I could not stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my life. 
So it's not a bad thing. No. It was just I set her up and landed it in your lap. So you're welcome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Trey and I got session one kind of, or at least the first plot hook uh, kind of worked out for one group. And then we got to solidify the one for your group. But we've got an extra week for that. So yeah, you got time. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I came I mean, up with the name before the start of the campaign. I am proud of you. I'm proud of me too. <laughs> Which, um, going back to this and what we were talking about it is having people drop out, it's inevitable. You're going to have that happen. There's nothing you can do about it. People have changed in mind. People, you know, just don't want to play. Life you never circumstances. Know. Yeah. And, and yeah. it, it just happens. You know, whether they whether you like it or not, it's just going to happen. Yeah. But you reach out to your friends and then go, hey, who wants to play? Type yes. thing. Yeah. Like, I had one person that had already expressed interest in playing. He had been helping me with a little bit of the world building. So had Kelly, actually. So they both have to pretend like they don't know anything. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a problem for Kelly. <laughs> no, she's already derailed so much. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, though. I like that no. energy. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to ride on that energy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Daryl is just as much of a chaos goblin, but in a craftier sense. Less on the hyper. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited that Daryl and I are playing tieflings. Yeah, I, I'm excited to have two tieflings. Like, we didn't have any dragonborn. Nobody made a dragonborn, but I'm excited at least a couple people made tieflings. Dragonborn was my other choice. I needed a tiefling this time. Nice. Nice. Tieflings are fun. Tieflings are a lot of fun. So. But yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, thank you for, for coming to my rescue. And I, I'm excited to see where things go with this campaign. Well, the good thing is, is you you can always I always crack up because as a forever GM, you can always find people that are willing to play. It's finding people that are willing to run is always the problem. Yeah, and like my rule of thumb, if if you're gonna be a no show, try to let the person know as soon as possible. Yes. Or if you're gonna like bow out of the game. Just communicate, especially if said person is reaching out to you repeatedly. <laughs> That's yes. a thing. Yeah. Be respectful of the GM's time. Time and is yeah. precious. Don't waste it. Yeah. So. Type of thing. But. But yeah. One of the things that we were. Go ahead, Gonzo. One of the things that we were talking about is um, when going to conventions. Um, people pay for their spot most of the time, unless it's, you know, a different type of convention that they don't do that. AKA warfare weekend. We don't charge for session 
So if you don't, if you're a no show, you know, you're not wasting money, but you're wasting that person's time technically. And, you know, you could have someone take that over, which is easy because if somebody's walking up, they're looking at the game and they're like, Ooh, you're like, Hey, we got an opening. Come and join us type thing. Um, I don't know. Have you ever run any RPGs at uh, a convention? Uh, not yet, but I helped um, at Adepticon. Uh, I helped a friend that was running one, and we had no shows. And what did y'all um, do with I that? Uh, ironically, uh, one of them brought a friend just in case, because um, he was curious to see if there was open spots, and the other person managed to recruit a friend. Okay. So we ended up with a full party. Which has got to be kind of weird because they paid for those spots, didn't they? No, it was... Well, no, yeah, technically they did. It was cheap, but... Still, they, they paid, paid for, for it. Yeah. People still paid for it. Which is weird. I mean, if I pay for something, there better be a good reason why I'm not going to it. I bet yeah. it'd be dead. Like it, it ended up working out that uh, with with the group that we had, but yeah, it was kind of like okay, well, well, you guys knew each other, so they bantered really well off each other. These two guys knew each other, so they bantered off really well, uh, and it ended up creating some very interesting dynamics because we wouldn't have had that had we had the original random table that we did. So like there was the thankfully we didn't have to adapt anything or like replan anything based on the number of people that showed up we still would have run it regardless um it just would have yeah been very different had uh everyone shown up that had signed up yeah so like uh my campaign that i'm running right now for my locals we have people that, you know, there's a group, there's a, quite a big group. Um, but we also tell them, you know, if you can't show, that's fine. I've got like this. They drag their body around pretty much <laughs> is what it is. People go into a coma. Yeah. There's this NPC that pops up and he puts people in a coma. <laughs> and sleep and you go to sleep and you go to sleep. Yeah. Everybody gets a nap. <laughs> Yep, there we go. That's what it is. <laughs> and so that that's how we handle it. How are you going to handle it if, like, you know, somebody can't show up for, you know, not that they're bowing out of the campaign. They just can't show up this time. You know, something come um, up. What I do is, like, as long as somebody lets me know ahead of time, I can kind of plan for it because, uh I had a lot of turnover when I first started my Tribe of Idiots campaign, so I was used to having to change things a lot. I had to adapt on the fly a lot. But then when we started having a steady group, should someone like know they're not going to be there the next week, I can plan for that. If it's mid-combat, I try to come up with a reason for why that character is either stunned or, uh, like, not present in some way like if they got like dropped into a hole or magic somehow magically teleported into the astral plane for a moment or something like that like i just come up with reasons why they couldn't be there and then run it with whoever 
was there as long as we had a minimum of like three to four people. Yeah. I mean, because you got to have, in my opinion, if, if you have a party of five, losing one for like a session isn't bad. Losing yeah. three, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Losing yeah. two, uh, depends. Questionable. more people the better yeah thankfully i didn't have it happen too often where i was missing multiple people unless there was like okay this person is like should two people like live near each other and they're like oh we're going on a trip yada 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 they're like okay you're both gonna be gone i can at least plan for that again like I that's one thing I've instilled with my parties is just like if you know you're going to be gone or even if like you wake up and you're not feeling well let me know as soon as you can <laughs> yeah because you, 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 you don't want to end the fun for somebody else because you know yeah. one person couldn't show that's why yeah. I already looked at the schedule and Warfare Weekend does not conflict yeah, no, it kind of worked out that everybody was still available the same day as we had been running previously. So it was just a matter of alternating weeks to make it fit for everybody. So that I wasn't getting overwhelmed with like, you know, 11 players in one party. What? <laughs> Could not imagine. Pro DM, uh, you're fine. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's the thing is the Wednesday group I play in, we have upwards of 10 people at a time. Like he's had upwards of 10 players at a time because he started out at a place uh, at a like uh, gaming tavern where the the house rule was it's always an open table to anyone. So anyone can come and sit down. So he got used to running large groups on the regular. So when he switched to online, when uh, the uh, pandemic happened, I got used to playing. I joined the group because I don't live in Ohio. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I got to join and it was my first time being in the group that large. And it got kind of overwhelming, but they balance it very well and make sure that every person gets a chance to shine when they want to. Nice. Yeah. Good balance to have. Yeah. And that's and that's what I strive for and what I'm work trying to work harder on in this campaign is is being more immersive for my players and not just throwing chaos at them week to week. What? <laughs> Fuck that. Chaos reigns supreme. Hey, that's what I did for two and a half years, Gonzo. <laughs> I also made the rookie mistake of giving out uh, magic items like candy at way too low a levels. Like, no joke, they had 7 to 10 magic items apiece. Oh shit. So I started researching. It took me months, but I started researching and finally figured out how to destroy magic items. Oh, yeah. On and players that are level 14. Anti-magic <laughs> order is really good for that. Uh... I did throw anti-magic auras around, um, but going up against a particular boss, I needed things to happen, and I needed casters to be able to cast on my side of the board. So, yeah, anti-magic aura was not an option there. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But apparently, if you rip a bag of holding, it spills the contents into the astral sea. Oh, yeah. Wink, wink. Oof. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. Oh, I did have them get I did Bagman. I did do Bagman, actually. Uh, I did have them get kidnapped by a creature that lives inside the bag of holding. Uh, I love and I loved giving them cursed items. Oh, cursed items are the greatest. Especially you don't tell yeah. them. Especially they don't figure out that they're cursed until much later. Is my like, magic item cursed, Gonzo? I have no clue. Probably. <laughs> cursed items will be few and far between in my campaign. It won't be like every other player has a cursed item. <laughs> The fuck? What the hell's wrong with you? That's like, that's like. Never mind. Well, one of the cursed items. Some people items, are nice, like... Gonzo. <laughs> Low magic setting. Cursed items are going to be fewer and far between. <laughs> magic items in general <laughs> will be fewer and far between. Like I've been having to do a lot of research and figure out how I'm going to make this work when I did what I did with the previous campaign. I'm like, okay, I have to s completely switch gears. And that's kind of what I did. Why I wrote this campaign the way that I did is to put me in a completely different mindset but still have magic in the world. Okay, I need to show something off on this model. And I'm going to have course. to work on it. Okay, so this is a demon. So let me get really, really close. And it's a and it's a male demon. Let's see if I can get that is blurry. They gave him dingly bits. They gave him a dingly bit. Oh my god! Hold on. <laughs> see it right there. The skirt. Above the skirt. Yep. See it. Yep. See it. Yep. He's got huevos. <laughs> Balls. I Kane? did not get. Kane's I got balls. Not get the anatomically correct night moose from Hackslash Studios. <laughs> I got the one that does not have dinkly bits. He's got huevos. You have to make those red too, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to paint those red because they're not going to be blue. That's for sure. He's got huevos. <laughs> Okay, sorry. All right, go ahead. Anyway. You were talking about having models, and we're talking about demon balls. Hey, my characters created a meth skeleton at one point because I'd made the mistake of describing a a uh, a giant skeleton in armor c covered in blue ice crystals, and they're just like, oh. That's obviously meth. That's a meth skeleton. And so it became canon that this, this, this <laughs> giant... It was just a giant skeleton. That's all it was. Frozen skeleton is apparently a meth skeleton. <laughs> I can see it. I see it. Yeah. Or, uh, let's see, what were some of... So, some of the magic items in terms of, like, cursed versus not cursed. Um, I think my favorite cursed item that I gave out was the Black Widow armor that changed the gender of the character. 
and they role-played it for the rest of the campaign and corrected the other players on their gender identity. That is so fun! Because <laughs> um, it turns you into a Black Widow, essentially. You, you end up sprouting spider legs, that, or the armor has spider legs. You turn into, like, the Spider-Man where he's got the big mechanical arms that come out. Like kind of thing and but in, in this case it's Spider-Woman <sighs> after the curse takes hold once you I... attune <laughs> and then they ended up getting together with one of the other characters at the end of the campaign it was adorable yes <laughs> that's glorious yes yes um but my favorite uh I wouldn't call it a useless magic item, but a more innocuous magic item was the robe of summon bread. The players, um, or the 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 player that had that item, made their own roll twenty or d twenty table for what kind of bread they summoned from their from their sleeve. <laughs> Whether it was like a bagel, Texas toast, focaccia, or tortilla. If you rolled a nat one, it was some soggy white bread. <laughs> like, and they so desperately wanted something like that for this campaign, and I'm like, I will figure out something cool to give you, but I cannot give you another robe, or like <laughs> pants of endless pasta, or something. <laughs> like, it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> but it'll be fun regardless. So. Yeah, I don't know. What what experiences have you guys had with uh, people not showing up for conventions and whatnot? Um, typically, whenever I've had someone not show up for convention, it's usually, you know, if it's like a big con like Gen Con, you can use like generic tickets and such. But I've never run anything at Gen Con, so I don't know how that goes. But like for Warfare Weekend, if someone's a no-show, you give them a little bit and you know five ten minutes and then if they're not there we let someone else take their spot i mean the game's got to go i mean there's been time where people are like uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go get something to eat real quick and be right back and it's like 30 minutes later and you're like dude we waited you know long enough you gotta be here to play the game yeah type stuff and there's just you 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 can't you can't hold up everything for one person, but you got to give somebody at least a little bit of time. Yeah. Like there, yeah. there was one person that we got a message from during warfare weekend last year where they were like, Hey, we're running a little bit behind. We're like 10 minutes away. Can you let somebody know? And we were like, yeah, totally. And of course then other people were late. So it, it all worked out. Yeah. That's not a problem. Especially if they're like, hey, I'm on my way. We're only like 10 minutes out. Can you hold off? I'm like, yeah, we can hold off for a little bit. That's fine. And then but, it turns out the DM got locked out of their hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So, again, it all worked out. But, you know, you should say something. Or, you know, if yeah. you're not going to show up. Let the person that's running know, hey, I'm not going to be playing this. Sorry, I'm going to go do X, Y, Z instead. Yeah, and then yeah. somebody else shows up and you can be like, yeah, we got a spot. 
Like, <laughs> I will be perfectly honest, I accidentally did a no, uh, a no call, no show at a, to, to run a game at a con, but we, like, we had had a death in the family, and so, like, my brain wasn't even thinking about the convention. Yeah. Well, it's gonna happen. Yeah, the, that's one of the yeah, but though. like they messaged me that day and I messaged them right back and I was just like I'm so sorry, <laughs> but yeah, no, I felt bad for all the people that probably signed up for that session and then I wasn't there. Did they refund them their money? I hope so. I th I think it was free sign up. Oh okay, so that's free. You ain't gonna worry about but... it. But is this free? You ain't gotta worry about it. Yep. Yeah, it's mostly for the people that, you know, pay for an event. Now, I've had people like, and the person like running classes, they'll have like 20 people sign up for the class and the day before cancel the entire class. And I'm like, really? Really? Ugh, that's, yeah, that's not okay. And then you have to refund the money because you can't, you can't blame them. Yeah. Because so-and-so decided not to show, and it's not their fault. Type thing. And it was like, that's just... That's just bad form. Bad form. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nope. Ain't nobody got time for it. No spoons available. Yeah. Um. Now, when... I know this is kind of, I would say a touchy subject, but when do you finally just kick people out? Like, you're running a campaign, when do you finally say, hey dude, you haven't been here for, we're going to let you go? Um, if it's for, like, if somebody needs to take an extended break, let me know. If somebody is going to be gone and not communicative, if they're gone for at least, like, I would say three to four sessions in a row especially... Or if they're like inconsistent for a, like if they're gone less more if they're gone more than they're there then like you find your cutoff point and be like okay it's it if you're not going to be here if it's 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 wasting my time it's wasting the other people's time for you to to have to fill you in all the time or whatever it is that's needing to be done or have to like rework things because you didn't show up or in the case of like uh say they're not get their, other people are like butting heads with them if like the group as a whole is coming back to you and be like this person is a problem then you take them aside have a talk with them and be like i'm not sure this is working out or you need to change your attitude or whatever you feel like you need to say to that person, whether keeping them or not. But yeah, like there's a lot of occasions when that can happen. But yeah, if people are no showing, I have my limit of like three to four sessions. That seems fair. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That gives them roughly a month if we're playing weekly. If it's every other week, that's two months. Yeah, I mean, because you can't continuously hold stuff for them until, you know, you, you can't stop the campaign. Because if you do, 
you're stopping the campaign just for this one person. And then that gets yeah. annoying. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, we all have that. And we all have the time where we're like, okay, I can't play this week. Okay, we get that. That's that's understandable. We get that people yeah. can't play every week or however often. But when you're only meeting like once a month, twice a month, missing two sessions is a long time. Yeah. So you've got eventually got to say, yeah, no, you can't. I love you, but no. You got to go. It's not somewhere. a personal attack. It's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I've had to, I, there was a couple times where people were causing issues in the group and both times they end up stepping out before I needed to say something. That's good. I but it was getting to a point where I was going to say something and the next thing I know they're like, hey, I need to, I think I'm going to step out of the group. And I'm like, okay. Good, you piece of shit. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> No. <laughs> Don't ever come back here again, motherfucker. No. Um, yeah, because I mean that that and like I said, some people it happens. You know, you got people that you yeah. know I I can't continue to play, or hey, go ahead and just you know kick me out type thing. Blah blah blah, and you got to do it. And you know you got to tell kill them. Kill me and move on. Yeah, kill me, make me go away. You know whatever. Where's my null oil? I can't find my null. Um, there it is. But I mean, you've got to. People have got to know when it's time for you to just walk away. I usually three sessions. You know, and then it's like, yeah, sorry, dude. You, you know, we're gonna either backfill you or you know, just kill your character off or just whatever. Because there's just, we just, I guess I can always find someone that's willing to play. So, that's not going to be a problem. Yeah. I just, the last time I'd had to look for players, like, I'd already gathered everybody and then accumulated more. And then now, I had forgotten about this whole new group of people that I know from Twitch because I hadn't needed to recruit players since before I started streaming. <laughs> so, like, people like, like Mizzy, I was just like, I hadn't thought of, like, oh, my Twitch community, there's players out there that would be willing to join and stuff like that. and Or people that I know from streaming, many, like you guys, or Kelly. Nerd, how many Discords are you in? You know nerds oh. that want to play. <laughs> yeah, hold on, let me count. <laughs> How many folders do I have? One, two. I have eight folders just to organize the ones that I'm in. You know people. So, yeah, I could have found somebody. I just panicked and couldn't think. And I was just like, what do I do? Brain freeze. Well, I just didn't expect anybody to be able to join on such short notice. And that was that was my biggest worry. That's fair. Something you will know. Something you will know about me. That's my job. 
Doing things on short notice. And getting things done in a short notice. Fair. Fair. Yeah. And, yeah, V is always down to play. Aww. I love you, V. We definitely need to do, do an Oops All Kobolds again. That needs to happen. Yes. Always. <laughs> I, I support that yeah. chaos. Yeah, that I think has to be probably my favorite. Having a group of people that have role played together was such a blessing for me. Like, you guys made my job so easy on that one shot because you were able to banter off each other because you know how each other play. Whereas all of my other groups before had been kind of random uh, mash mashups of people that I know. So, yeah, I would love to run... Yes, uh, uh, another Oopsel Kobolds on, in some way, shape, or form. Yes. All the siblings, V. Oh, wait, there's a third? Are You guys are triplets? Oh, man. I think that there's more than three. Rizdo? <laughs> Razi, Isdar, and Rizdo. Oh, no. <gasps> Oh my. Sounds like fun though. I'm excited for that. I'm I'm sure there's more than three. Oh, so, Risto's the youngest. Isdor are twins. Isdor and Rasti are twins. Okay. It's like a horde. <laughs> it's goblins. I'll get it out. They're kobolds. kobolds. Trying to keep trying to keep the kobolds straight. It's it's a task. Cobalt breed like rabbits. Not wrong. And obviously, apparently, Rosie and Isdor's parents are no exception. Oh, nice. What'd they say? I can't see. Rizdo oh, is Rizzo a great word ranger. ranger. I don't know what that means, but that sounds cool. Yes. Oh, they have a pet Drake? Oh. Ooh. I Very can just nice. Hear, I can just hear you guys saying glorious in your in your kobold voices. Glorious purpose. Glorious purpose. <laughs> glorious porpoise. Glorious porpoise. Glorious porpoise. Okay. <laughs> that now my brain is just playing so long and thanks for all the fish. Yup. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yee. Um I think I'm gonna hold right there on him. I don't want to get started on the skin because the skin's going to take a while. Okay. What are we at? What time are we at? Oh, we're almost time for a media section. It's close. It's you close. got like 800 things to talk about. It's fine. 802. Come on, get with the program. <laughs> I was trying to give you maybe a little bit of slack that, nope. you know, you, but. Deserve it or not. Nope. Well, you know. Um. 
<coughs> my main thing about it is you're going to find people. Even if you don't think somebody wants to play, I will tell you that when I put a call out to say, hey, I want to do some online RPGs, you know, so on and so forth, that I had to beat people off with a stick. It was bad. Okay. I had always had somebody that was willing to play. Always, and, and, you know, I said, this is what I'm running. This is what it's going to be. What do you think? Who wants to play? And it was all over the place. All the time. Nice. Put the call out. The people will come. Yeah, people will come. And if you're doing it at a convention... (laughs) (laughs) If you're doing it at a convention, people are going to play with you at a convention. Um, Especially if the room is out in the open where people walk by. Um... And people are not going to be there, you know, and someone's not going to be there. There's going to be people that are like, ooh, what's this? And you're like, hey, sit down. You're playing, you know, type thing. There's always going to be people that are willing to play, uh, especially RPGs. Um, If you ever have, yeah, you know, you just got to get people to come over and do it. AKA people need to come to the the weekend, the Warfare weekend. Section so we can look at that. Um, but you'll always, people will always be willing to play and do things no matter what's going on. Ugh, nose is all. Sorry. Need to quit doing this. So, um, if it happens, the one thing I don't like is when you set up like a tournament and people don't show. That gets me hurt because they're either A, people didn't, you know, people paid for it or people didn't pay for it and you set up a spot and you've got people that are setting up a spot to do it. And you're just like, crap, I set up a spot for you to play in this tournament and you didn't show. And, or what, what works for me more than anything is people that don't sign up for an event. And so say you, the, say you set up a spot for like 10 players or, or 10 tables. So 20 players. And all of a sudden, we only got five people, you know, 10 people signed up. So you cut it down to five tables and then three other people decide to show up, but they didn't sign up. And you're like, guys, mm. I hate when people don't sign up for events. It's annoying as fuck. It's annoying, annoying, annoying. Sorry. Um, so still let's get a rant. <laughs> yeah, still get a rent. It's, it's, that's one of my biggest pet peeves as a TO and as, as someone that's run plenty of events as people that don't. Um, sign up for events and then complain when the events get dropped down to a shorter, fewer amount of people. That just kind of irks the crap out of me. If you want to play, sign up and show up. Yeah. I mean, sign up and show up, but I mean, sign up at least. And then if you're not going to show, that's fine. But then we've got, you know, a group of people there. Yeah. We know what to go for. Um, type thing. Um, so media section. I don't have a lot this time because I, I, I was busy and sick most of the week. So I didn't get a lot of watching in, but I did get some stuff in. Uh, and a couple of things were what? Mizzy watched. So <laughs> we're on the same track Yay. on some of this stuff. <laughs> and some things we listened to. Um, so I'm going to go with yeah. something that Mizzy and I can talk about. Uh, and we listened to the book Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Um, oh, yes. This is a very different uh, version. It is it, not 
a it's spooky. New. It's new. It's brand new. This uh, either like last oh, year or okay. this year, so it's brand new. Um, it's a story about a kid that befriends an old man, and when I say kid, he's like seventeen. So you know. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, he's like a seventeen-year-old, almost an adult. Uh, befriends an old man, helps him out, learns that the old man actually in his backyard has stairs that lead to another world, a.k.a. a fantasy world. A fantasy world with, you know, mythical creatures and so on and so forth. And he learns that in this world, there is an object that can reverse time on a body. And he inherits a dog that is dying from the old man, and he goes down there to try to rejuvenate the dog um, because we do everything for our dogs <laughs> because puppers because puppers um, this is a very different take this is a very different Stephen King novel it's not scary it's not horror based it's spooky and creepy but it's not you know scary it's not horror yeah. and scary and murder and everything oh there's else. murder in here <laughs> but <laughs> it <laughs> Yes, but it's not the normal murder of Stephen King. Correct. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, if I read the book, I would have had a good time reading the book. But the voice actor in this was fucking insane. He had so many different good voices. You could tell who the character was when he was speaking it. Um, you could tell everything with the voice acting. It was done so well. Because... And I got spoiled by him because I went to go listen to a new a book that I've read, and I was like, I can't stand this voice actor. Get it? The f- no, uh, I can't stand it. And so he he spoiled me when I tried to go to another um, audio book um, because the person wasn't doing different voices for the characters, and the voices weren't right. But this one was good. This one was really really good. Um, it was a great fairy tale. It was a great story. It was a very unique. Uh, it was kind of a Eldritch Cthulhu-esque type, you know, thing going on with it. But uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, I give it like a half space herpes. Mizzy? I would agree. Half space herpes. Um, uh, my, my favorite character was actually the old man who was voiced by Stephen King. Uh, nope. No, he didn't voice him. Stephen That's King it. voiced the videotape recording. I was very convinced that that was Stephen King doing the whole thing. From what I understand, Stephen King mm-hmm. only did the voice of whenever he was on the videotape. I was still. That's one of my favorite parts. Yes. That voice was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, Mr. Bowditch on the videotape was voiced by Stephen King. Everything else was done by the other guy. And I can't remember his name, but it was, and what was interesting is I was, I'm used to books. So like, Oh, here's this, you know, fantasy world. You're going to dive into from the real world. And it's like two or three chapters in you're in the real, you're in the fantasy world. No, they played out the buddiness of these two characters and the, the camaraderie and the get together and the helping with each other for quite a few chapters. Um, 
uh, almost half the book, which was interesting, because the last so half good. of the book, yeah, the last half of the book was went on for longer than I thought it was. Um, I think this would it has been um, the rights for the movie have been sold for this, but I think it would make it greater. I think it would be a better TV series than it would have been like a ten episode limited. Print. Like a yeah. 10 episode limited would be really good because you could do like three episodes of them getting into the world. And then from there on, you could do, you know, the fairy world. Yeah. I am probably going to say his name wrong, but it's Seth Numrich. Yeah. He's an actor also. He's done some acting too, but I actually looked up to see what books he's read also to see if I wanted to listen to them because he was just so good. I highly, highly recommend it. And if you like modern fairy tales where, you know, modern day people go into a fairy world and it's not your typical fairy world or fantasy world, this is really it. And it's actually like a post-apocalyptic one in that. Um, yeah. hmm. you, don't, that you don't start out, you know, the, the good, happy, go lucky world. It's like, oh, fuck, everything's screwed in this world type thing. But I'll have to add that to my list. I just I, like I just restarted my Audible account. Uh, add that one to it. You'll like it. Yes. I'll add that to my wish list. Uh, Nerd, what right. you got? I, I, picked, I picked up A Court of Thorn and Roses. Um, I just started the series. Like I'm only like two chapters in so far, but it has to do with uh, the fairy realm and the fairies are like evil and uh, will hunt you down if they find you kind of a thing and they're considered very cruel and it's about uh, this girl who ends up being like taken to the fairy realm how did you like that because I've been seeing a lot of talk about it lately and there's quite a few books Yes. Uh, like I said, I'm only a couple chapters in. I'm liking the way that they've written the character so far. Um, I like it's from what uh, the way it was described to me is uh, what, what did the librarian say? She she said, how much spice do you like in your fantasy? <laughs> this one builds it up over the course of the series as opposed to ramping it up too early. So like, I guess there is a level of romantic spiciness involved, but it's not one of those that like hits you in the face with it. It actually develops over the course of the books. Um, but, I heard uh, that there's quite a bit of spice in this. Is it lemony I, or lime? I'm not sure. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm two chapters. You'll have to let us know. They're still getting. They're still. They're still building their the the, the main characters. <laughs> so. Now, but they they write her. Uh, uh, what is it? Feyre is the main character. Um, they introduce you to at the very beginning, and she's like hunting a giant wolf in the woods by herself like in winter and it's the the descriptions and the way that it's written like it, it draws you right in so it's it's at least good writing so far okay uh for now i'm going to give it one space herpy because 
I, I don't have much else to go on. Until I get farther into the series. I, I, I've got it from the library and I picked it up on Audible, so I'll be doing both at the same time. That was... I saw recently that they actually were trying to put that into a TV series and I think it got canceled because um, mm-hmm. of, of whatever reason that it actually got canceled. So I don't know. Um, Going to have to see. All right, Mizzy. Um, our other Audible book that we fin- that I finished this week, uh, Fourth Wing. Who's that so- by? Gonzo, help me out. Uh, hold hold on. on, hold on. I, I can tell you, I have my audible thing up. It is Rebecca Yeros. Yeah. Okay. So, I enjoyed this. It is not written for somebody like Gonzo with in mind, at all. It, it's not. That there, there there are scenes that I know he skipped, and I expected him to, <laughs> and that is totally fine. But if you are a young adult in like your 20s you're gonna I think you'll enjoy this a lot more especially if you like spicy scenes um but I enjoyed it I'd give it one and the um, I really like the interactions with the the dragons and all the world and that there are some plot holes but I can get past it. So the story of Fourth Wing is about a girl that is forced to join the Dragon Riders College, effectively, when she actually wants to join the Scholar Academy instead. Scribes. Scribes. And she would rather be in the Scribes than be in the Dragon Riders because the Dragon Riders die a lot. Like, everybody, like, during the course of the, you know, the story... People die during training all the time, constantly. Like you'll have a you know a hundred people will join and like six will make it through alive by the time it's done. Um, it is being touted as the next best Harry Potter esque type series and trying to be the new Harry Potter series um, because it is. You know, young school. Now, everybody in this one are not, they're like in their early 20s. Um, So it is real spicy, as in there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of death. There's um, spicy sex scenes. Um, You name it. A lot of romance. Very lemony. Yeah. Um, Very descriptive. Very descriptive. Like trashy romance descriptive. That's the part that I was like, 30 (laughs) seconds fast forward. 30 seconds fast forward. I get what they're doing. (laughs) And then I'm sitting at my desk like, hmm, that sounds nice. (laughs) (laughs) But she does have problems with her world. Her world has a lot of plot holes. Uh, You can tell this is like the first time she's trying to do a world building type thing. And so there's, there's, there's problems with her world. She contradicts herself a couple of times. And there are sometimes you're just like, lady, we get it. She wants his dick. Let's move on. We get it. And it's like, and, and there's sometimes, there's like a whole chapter of, of nothing but 
talking about how she wants this one character. And I'm like, 30 second fast forward, 30 second fast forward, 30 second. She still wants him. Yeah, we know that, you know, and it's like, all right, get to the story, get to the plot type thing. But it was okay. It wasn't bad. I think there was, she's, she's got issues with her world building and everything is seen a mile away too. I, I saw everything that happened way before it happened. I didn't see everything, but I also wasn't looking for everything. Oh, I see it immediately. Now, I... the, at the very You're end, like I my def- husband in that respect. Yeah. I didn't see the very end coming, which I kind of liked, but um, had I been physically holding it, I probably would have thrown the book at the ending because of what she did. Not a bad thing necessarily, but I definitely would have that there would have been violence. I knew what it was because I was like, she's dwelling on this subject too much type thing. And so I I saw it coming. Was it bad? Not really. Is it geared to a certain crowd of people? Yes. Am I looking forward to the next book? Yeah, hopefully the next book is good. And hopefully they were past kind of the romance part of it. Um, Because she really dwelled on that really, really hard. So, and that's kind of the reason why I'm, I'm also Larry of the book you're reading right now, because I heard that that's, there is a ton of hot sex writing in that one too. So I'm kind of waiting on that. Um, let's see. What else did I watch this week? Uh, I am catching up on a few series. Um, uh, Lower Deck started back, um, and I've watched a few episodes of that and it's still Lower Deck. It's still kind of fun. Uh, the one thing that I watched and it is ended this season is Foundation. Foundation is based off an Isaac Asimov uh, book um, and Apple Plus. And this is good fucking sci-fi. It was legit good. That's on my list. I've heard one of my friends was talking about it, so I added it. Uh, and this last episode was a big shocker. Um, and a lot of things happened and you're just like, yeah, this is really good. I can't wait for the more of this. Uh, I hope it gets renewed for another season. Uh, cause it didn't leave on a cliffhanger, but it left on a reboot type of thing. And when you see it, you'll understand. And I was like, Hmm, this sounds really, really good. Can't wait to see it. Um, this season I will give it like a half to one space RPs. Um, it was just great sci-fi. I mean, we're missing really good sci-fi now. We've got all the other stuff. We're missing really good sci-fi, and it was legit good. So, Nerd, what you got? Uh, Wheel of Time Season 2. Yep. Um, I'm now completely caught up with it, and... Oh, my God! Um, uh... <laughs> so much better than Season 1. Yes, so much better than season one. But it, they also had to. It, they, I also noticed they recast a, uh, a character. Did they really? Yeah, they recast Matt. I didn't notice it's not that. Not the same actor. Oh, I noticed it immediately. I I did I not like, like. That's. Nobody likes that character anyway. But, well, at least I didn't I know. know. You're not meant to like him, uh, but he he doesn't get any less despicable this season, and I'm 
curious about these other other power political powers coming into play in this season. But I give it I give it half a space RV. I didn't realize they recast him. Did they say why they recast him? Mm-mm, I haven't I haven't looked it up. I just noticed that it wasn't the same actor and I mean, I'll tell you right now, season one to me was shitty. I was like, if I this haven't is... read any of the books, so I have no basis of, of reference. Neither have I. Neither have I. But mm-hmm. season one to me was like a B-movie fantasy series. It was bad. I I was like, oh, I hope the books are a lot better because this sucked. And it was it was not done very well. Season two feels a whole lot better. I'm more interested in it. Um, and I really liked it so far of what yeah. I've seen. So. All right, Missy. Uh, Thursday, I needed just a chill movie and I decided I was going to watch a new Disney movie, Elemental. Uh-oh. It's cute. It's kind of there, but because of the little bit of a story that was there, Gonzo was bored to tears with it. I wasn't bored to tears. <laughs> but because of the storyline with um, Ember and her dad and that relationship, I got in my feels and I cried. <laughs> so I'd give it a two. Like, it's, it's not terrible. But um, it's definitely a kids' movie, so take it for what it is. Yeah, it's. I watched it, and really, there was no plot. The animation was fine. I'll tell you about that. Animation was good. There wasn't anything wrong with the animation. It was just like there was no direction. There was no anything to it. It was just there, and I was like, eh. Just didn't really care for it that much. It, it it gets my, you know, you know, two and a half meh rating. And I can see why it didn't do well in the box office and why it didn't do well, period. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't that great. It was just there. It had no, it, to me, it had no heart. It had, there was no plot. There was just there. It lacked the things that make it, that make a good Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. It was, it was not good. Yeah. There were there were some good parts, but overall, it wasn't fantastic. Yeah. Gonzo. Um. What else what did I cap? watch? Um. What else was there? Crap. Um. Oh. Um. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Uh. On Max. Is the season finished? And. Oh. The Harley Quinn TV series, cartoon series, whatever you want to call it, uh, is a very interesting and unique uh, Harley Quinn. And it should no longer be called Harley Quinn. It should be called Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn because they're yes. a couple and so on and so forth. This thing was, was just meh also. It was like nothing really happened and nothing was really there. And it was just, eh. It wasn't even that funny. Usually it's pretty good funny stuff, but it wasn't that funny this time. It was just there and I wasn't too impressed with it. So it gets this season gets a man rating of, you know, 2.5. Just didn't care for it that much. 
Nerd? Uh, I am watching uh, something that Gonzo talked about last week, but I am just now getting to is Interview with the Vampire, the TV series. And that Tell has me been... about it. Oh. Uh, I just... Claudia just came back. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm not quite Ooh. done with the first season, but... Um... Yeah, the casting has been fantastic. Yes. It took me a little bit. It took my husband pointing out that it was the guy who played Grey Worm in uh, Game of Thrones that's playing Louis because I didn't recognize him at first. And I was just like, okay. And then seeing his range of emotional volatility like throughout the, the series and his reactions to the interviewer. And that dynamic versus his dynamic with Lestat, and it's it's really well done. And I know Anne Rice has had her has her hands in it, so I I I I am enjoying the kind of peek into American history, throwing it into New Orleans in the the early 1900s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the first episode and I was already sold on how amazing it was because I didn't have to look at Tom Cruise's stupid face or, <laughs> Thank li- you. or, or listen to Brad Pitt and his whininess. Oh my God, I hated it. I'm, or I'm Kirsten a- Dunst screaming. You know, I could get past the Kirsten Dunst more than I could Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. That's because fair. I just I don't like them as actors. I don't. Yeah, I knew nothing about these actors aside from seeing one of them in Game of Thrones, but like the other actors I are all new to me and yeah. The guy playing Lestat is fantastic. Excellent casting choices all around. Yeah. Love every bit of it. I binged watched it. Like I could not get enough. I devoured that stuff. It was great. We've been watching like a couple episodes at a time because my husband sat down and started watching it with me. And this is the first show that he and I have watched together in a long time. Uh, that, that wasn't a Marvel series. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a Marvel series. Because <laughs> I was just like, nope, nope, we've watched Secret Invasion and She-Hulk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the first non-Marvel series that we've watched together in a while. And yeah. So you're on uh, I'm going to give it zero. Time? Yes. I'm giving it zero space herpes. It is it is so much better than the movie and I need Yeah. The the writing the writing is so and, and acting are both superb and the costume designs. Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah, much better version. I enjoyed it a lot. I can't wait for season two. And they've already started putting up stuff for season two. Um, there's going to be ten wait. episodes, et cetera, et cetera. So there's there's a decent amount of stuff still coming out for it. Um, there was where'd it go? There was something else I watched on Netflix. I can't remember what it was, uh, and it's kind of bugging me now because oh, went on Netflix. It was on uh, HBO Max or Max now. Um, I saw it on there, and I was like, huh, I haven't seen this movie in forever. And when this movie came out, I was in high school, 
And one of my high school friends did what this person was trying to do because it influenced him enough. And he was trying to be as cool as them, as cool as this person was. So if anybody knows, this movie was called Pump Up the Volume. Pump Up the Volume is with Christian Slater, where Christian Slater is a kind of shy guy in high school, but runs a pirated radio station. And he is a perverted, you know, sex maniac, you know, but trying to tell everybody that the system's fucked up and you should, you know, do whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And... When this movie came out, one of my friends was like, I'm going to do that same thing. But instead of doing uh, a pirated radio station, I'm going to go over a CB channel. And I was like, really, dude? He's like, yeah, I want to be just like him and do all that. I'm like, whatever. And eventually it, it, it didn't do anything because it means that nobody listened to him uh, type thing. Um, but as I'm watching this show, I'm like, this is not as good as I remember it. And, of course, this was in that heyday when Christian Slater was in every fucking thing. They were writing movies for him so fast that he couldn't make them quick enough. Um, I still think Heathers is one of his best ones, in my opinion. Oh, Heathers is so good. Yeah, I think that's one of his best ones. Um, but it... It really doesn't. Um, it doesn't hold up very well, uh, for the simple fact that all these things, you know, don't matter anymore. Um, but his message is still relevant. You know, the system is screwed up. It's not meant for anybody to get ahead. You know, so on and so forth. Break the norm. Don't do what everybody tells you to do. You know, fight that shit. Um, but what kind of really got weirded about it is I was like, I remember it, and I'm watching the ending, and big spoiler, he gets arrested by the FCC, and that's it. The movie cuts off. You're like, shit, what happened to him? <laughs> you don't he know what happened. Jail. He went to jail. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the, you know, the laws are for a pirate radio station and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, but I was like, and then, of course... Him doing it sparked a whole bunch of other people doing pirate radio stations and, you know, starting a revolution. Um, is it still all right? Yeah, it's all right. Is it relevant anymore? Well, sort of. It's relevant in the fact that, you know, the message is relevant, but it wouldn't matter today because, yeah, podcasts do it all the time now. Yep. Like, the technology is irrelevant at this point. Yeah. So it wouldn't be as cool, because anybody can do a podcast. I mean, all you need is, yep. an, you know, a shitty computer, and you can do a podcast. So, um, is it still a Christian Slater? Yeah. It, is it fine? Yeah. Um, it gets, like, a two, because some of it is kind of creepy, but it, the message is still relevant. Being a teenager sucks. The system is against you. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you know, you'll get, you know, screwed over for it. So, other than that. But I, I, I got to watch some more Christian Slater movies because I got to watch Heather's because Heather's was one that was like, yeah, it was such a fucked up one. But so good. So, Nerd, you got anything else? Nope. Nothing for me. Mizzy? Uh, I think we covered everything. Man. 
Um, what else I've have been, I watched? I've been filling my time doing other things that are productive to my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot of writing and playing of Palia. I heard that's having some problems. It was they did an update and then they needed to do a bunch of patches to fix said update. Yeah, I heard that they, they kind of messed up on that and it kind of had some issues. Yeah, I did. For a be, couple days. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of ticked off about that. Um, I didn't watch much of anything else this week. Like I said, uh, I caught up on shows. Reservation Dogs is almost over with, which is oh, still my, really good. I catch, I've been catching bits of that. My husband's watching it. Um, I will tell you, I laughed so fucking hard about the bubblegum skit they did this season. Um, and it's like two episodes ago. It's like two or three episodes ago. And they're like, these two adults are sharing bubblegum between them. You know, she pulls out, you know, you pull out a piece of bubblegum for someone to chew. Holy shit. The outtakes on that. I was rolling. So they're doing outtakes at the end of these episodes. So don't, don't leave the credits, you know, kind of go wide but there was holy crap there was some outtakes on that that was I was laughing so fucking hard um that's there really wasn't a lot that was happening but I mean it was let's see what else we got a lot of shows so preparing everybody a lot of shows are going off the air um very few things are coming back on the air that's the reason why you're seeing a lot of new stuff on Netflix of old shows. And why AMC is now on Max. They're trying to keep people onto these channels because pretty soon you're not going to have scripted TV shows. Yeah. You're, you're going to have nothing but the stupid, you know, reality TV because they can't be bothered to pay people what they're worth. <laughs> so, watch what you can now. Um, I'm going to try A Discovery of Witches, uh, which is on AMC, but I've heard it's not that great, uh, even though it went for two seasons. Um, most of my shows are pretty much going off the air, so I'm looking for some new stuff to watch. I did. Uh, we still have Wheel of Time season two, which has actually been pretty decent. Um, there's a couple of things on uh, Amazon, uh, a couple of other things on Amazon that when I try to watch, but I'm going to do it. But we're running low on TV shows again. We're about to hit a dead time, uh, and a dead time on movies and everything else. There, I've got I, plenty on my list to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. I won't. I still have I still have a season and a half of Owl House to watch. Yeah, see. Already done with that. And I have Dragon Prince, which I know you're already done with. Yep. I uh, I need to get Netflix back so I can watch Dragon Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch. So, but I mean there's we're we're going to be coming on a downtime where <coughs> we're not going to be we're not going to have a lot to watch. Uh, you can always watch One Piece. I already watched it once. I don't see you watching it again. No. That's not what I meant. You know it. I can't stand the cartoon. <laughs> the 
cartoon fucking sucks. I don't care what anybody says. The cartoon sucks ass. It's so horrible. It's so, so fucking bad. Um, but other than that, uh, guys, that is our episode tonight. Um, we will, we'll see. Sorry. Something came up. Um, nerd will be doing, uh, streaming on Friday. Probably a change in the time up. Nope. Uh, no, you're not doing it this Friday. No, you're going no, to, I'm, I'll be at Disney con. Yeah. You're at, you'll be at Disney. I, I, I leave Wednesday morning. That's right. So you get and me again next Sunday. Yes. Yeah, Miz will be joining us next Sunday with John. Uh, it is we'll be me doing... next Sunday. <laughs> well, I can't be you, but I can be me. I know, I'm just teasing. Yeah. So, um, guys, please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. Um, if you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. And if you hear something, speak up about it, because we got to put it into this shit. For More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm Nerd. Captain Mizzy. Good. Where are we sending people, Gonzo? Hyro Club. Cool. Hell yeah. Going to the Pyro Club. <laughs>